0: This time on Schoolja, Chad and Clint play another round of Would You Rather, Teacher Edition, discuss side hustles and getting by on a teacher's salary, and report on what's happening in their lives in Dad Chat. Okay, enjoy the episode.
1: Hey everyone, this is Chad in historic Astoria, Oregon. And I'm Clint in muggy
0: Roanoke, Virginia. And welcome to episode seven of Schoolja. The
1: podcast where two middle-aged teachers, dads, and hipster doofuses talk across the country about their combined 30-plus years of educational experiences.
0: And anything else we can come up with. We live
1: to please. The goal is to make a podcast that teachers, and anyone else, tell your friends, find as fun and interesting as the teacher's lounge during lunch. But without the complaint. We don't complain.
0: We find collaborative solutions to common queries. All right. (laughs)
1: Back in our second episode, we played a game called Would You Rather Teacher Edition. And we're bringing it back! (laughs) That's right. The rules are simple. Each of us comes up with one teacher duty that sucks, along with some other horrible thing that no one likes to do. Then we ask each other which one we would rather do and discuss our choices.
0: And neither one of us knows what the other person has picked. These reactions are 100% real.
1: All right, I'll go first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me. Would you rather... Break up a fight at school or, and this is very specific to you. Okay. Run a 5K and then also have to eat a really big green salad. Do I eat the green salad
0: before or after the 5k?
1: It's more just like in your day, you have to run a 5k and eat a really big green salad.
0: Okay, how big of a fight are we talking about? Is this like two kids that are horsing around? Is this like they're really throwing punches and chairs and it's
1: mayhem? I'm glad you asked. These are a couple pretty big high school boys. Okay. And they are angry and they're throwing punches. And this is maybe in the hall. You've come across it in the hall, it's not like something that happened in your class and you are the first adult that has shown up and you got to get in between.
0: Them. Um, that sounds awful. <laughs> Does it matter how slowly I do the 5K?
1: No, but you have to run it.
0: Okay, so I can't just walk it. No. Can I jog at the pace of walking?
1: I mean, if that's your jogging, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You sound, you sound like when I used to teach PE, <laughs> and that's the questions I would get from my students about the mile.
0: So for those of you that don't know, I hate running, and I dislike salad, so both of those things yeah. are pretty unpleasant. But And that's
1: why I said this was specific to you, because there's a lot of people that love both of those things, right?
0: and, uh, and it'd be like a no-brainer. And I'm also quite small and weak, and so getting in between two large... 17 18 year old boys and trying to get them to stop fighting that doesn't sound like fun either I am gonna go with the 5k and the salad wow okay yeah I don't want to get beat up we had two fights at my school today whoa both of them involved girls and actually I'd be more afraid mm-hmm. to try to break those up because mm-hmm. they tend to pull hair
1: and you have nice hair
0: oh thanks I appreciate you saying that <laughs> I have nice hair yeah I do Uh, I cut it myself because I'm cheap. (laughs) After a fight at our school, there's almost always like four or five weaves lying on the ground. Oh, And the first time I saw one, I was like, what is that weird hairy snake? And then I realized (laughs) it was somebody's weave. So yeah, I'm not going to get in the middle of a fight. That sounds terrible. right? I will slowly jog and then swallow a salad and move on with my day. Good answer. Thanks. So it's my turn now. Yeah. Would you rather chaperone a dance? where you have to stay the entire time uh-huh. and your job is to patrol the sweaty center of uh-huh. the dance and make sure that the kids are not, you know, inseminating each other. Or, <laughs> would you rather go and unclog the hair out of the locker room shower drains? Okay.
1: Is this the girl's locker room or the boy's locker room?
0: I'm gonna say either way because at a high school you're gonna have hair from unpleasant mm-hmm. places no matter what.
1: Are we assuming that the showers are used often?
0: Oh yeah, this is a place where the, the PE teacher like makes sure that they all take showers. Okay. So they they are well used showers.
1: Okay. And we're talking homecoming prom, one of those types of dances.
0: Yeah, probably homecoming. You know, you've got all ages there. Okay.
1: As you know, I was the assistant principal at our high school for three years and so One of my main roles was to do exactly what you're describing. If I were to pick maybe the top three things that I disliked most about being an assistant principal at a high school, this would probably be number two. Wow. Yeah. I absolutely hated the three hours of being the, um, as you used to call it, the hump patrol. Yes. Super uncomfortable, both the breaking up of the activity, but also Uh just the fact that you're kind of in charge of like watching it and monitoring like the extent there's a lot of gray area in terms of how much do you let kids just be kids and dance and then at what point do you step in it just it sucked on the other hand you know I mean I gotta pull hair out of uh, drains at home you know often yeah. Um, it's gross. Mm-hmm. It's probably even more gross. I don't even know. Is it more gross when it's a bunch of other people's hair than your own family's? Probably. But, um, it's something I could probably stomach. So for me, that's a no brainer. I would much rather pull the hair out of the drain. Do
0: you still have your uh, cartoon that Corey Logan drew for you of you on the camel? Yeah,
1: I do have somewhere. I'll I'll find it and I'll, we'll post it to our website. If anyone's wondering, Corey Logan, who does our awesome cover art for our podcast, drew a picture of me sitting on top of a camel. Was I wearing a shirt that said Hump Patrol?
0: Um, I think you look like yeah. a sheriff and you had like a badge or something that said <laughs> HP on That's it. Right.
1: So what are the worst teacher duties you would rather not have to do? Shoot us an email at schooldiapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to use them on the show.
0: You can also post your ideas on our Facebook page at schooldiapod. And now, let's take a quick break.
1: This segment of Schoolja is brought to you by AutoSensor. If you've listened to most new music lately, you're probably aware of auto-tune technology that makes your favorite singer sound like, well, a good singer. After listening to enough T-Pain, Maroon 5, and Black Eyed Peas, the people at AutoSensor had an idea. If a computer can make those clowns sing in the right key, can't we help teachers avoid those inevitable verbal slip-ups as well? Autosensor miraculously detects the unintended word or phrase slipping from your mouth and instantly adjusts, projecting a less objectionable expression to your students' ears. Check it out. If I see one more silly student on their phone, I'm going to take those stinking things away and throw them in the smelly trash. This class is making me happy right now. Autosensor is also great for conversations with coworkers. Jim, Only a smart man would volunteer the math department to hold meetings during our lunch break, and it's ideal for parent conferences as well. I hear what you're saying, Mrs. Jones. Your daughter is a genius that needs to be challenged more. The reality is that you're totally correct, and your daughter is actually very nice. AutoSensor comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If your students catch you swearing within the first 12 months of your purchase, return AutoSensor for a full refund. Find AutoSensor at most fine teacher supply stores. AutoSensor. Let it out. We'll clean it up.
0: Welcome back. Teachers have been in the news a lot lately.
1: Yeah, from West Virginia and Oklahoma to Arizona and North Carolina. Teachers have been making their voices heard about the poor teacher pay in facilities. And a lot of that is
0: just people striking and going out and telling their legislature about all of the different things that they are facing. A lot of teachers have to buy their own supplies. Their textbooks are like 20 years old. I saw one where some kid has Blake Shelton's science textbook because it's been so long since they bought new ones.
1: You know, I think I think that's a really good point. I mean, not just the science textbook, but buying your own things. I, I think one of the misconceptions maybe the public has sometimes is this just about pay. And the realities of it are working conditions and working conditions include things like the things that you need as a teacher to perform and help kids learn. And if you don't have those things, it makes it really hard to do your job.
0: Right. And I remember back in Astoria, it was such a small school. We had a minimal amount of teachers. And I remember teaching AP classes of up to 40 kids at once, just class sizes being too large and not having enough teachers to go around.
1: And, you know, one of the things that has bothered me in the past is that I think sometimes there's an assumption that because of the field that we've chosen as educators, that somewhere along the way we made a we made a pledge to kind of sacrifice ourselves for 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 our students
0: I get exactly what you're saying I think one of the things that I hear a lot from politicians and other people just kind of outside of the education world will often say well if you if you really care about the kids then you're going to keep working anyway even though those conditions are bad if you really care about them you won't go on strike you won't make your voices heard you won't protest or whatever because you know you're taking them out of the classroom for a week or however long the strike lasts or even just like well, suck it up, buddy. You knew what you were signing up for, and if you really care about the kids, just deal with what you have.
1: And that is just so unfair, because teachers do care, and, you know, if you're not looking at the real reason why these things are happening, and sometimes the reality of it is the reason they're striking is because they care. Exactly. And it's it's can sometimes be painted as a selfish, greedy, whatever, but I, I don't think you could ever really accuse a teacher of being greedy.
0: Right. Right. It's not really a business. As much as people try to run it like a business, it's not one. We generally put in a lot more than we get paid. And ultimately, the big fix of getting the legislature to come up with a decent plan for financing schools is the priority. It's the best solution possible, but that takes a lot of time. And since summer is right around the corner here, what are cash-strapped teachers supposed to do to make sure that they make ends meet through the uh, three months that they're basically unemployed?
1: That's why we have side hustles, Clint. Those side jobs that make use of our skills and our abilities to make a little extra for those lean summer months.
0: Most teachers that I know have had to, at some point, do some kind of a side hustle. Oh, absolutely. They have to have some... Something that they do, maybe not even just in the summertime, but throughout the year that they do to kind of make sure that they've got enough money to do what they need to do and what they want to do, as well as be able to participate in other activities they enjoy.
1: What are some of the things that you've done?
0: You talked earlier in the show about how much you hated chaperoning dances. (laughs) <laughs> right. I knew that that was the case about you because I was the DJ of many of those dances. Shout out to Tim Roth, who taught me how to DJ. And uh, he and I used to love to nail you with the with the strobe. But uh, that was a job that I did. It didn't make a ton of money. And I love it. I mean, I know that you are not a huge fan of dances.
1: Well, I would probably really enjoy it if I was DJing.
0: It is a lot more fun because when you're DJing, your job is to make sure that the kids have a good time, to keep it rocking within, within limits, of course, and kind of just party. With them. Whereas as a chaperone, your job is to make sure they don't party too hard.
1: Yeah, kind of opposite ends of the spectrum.
0: I don't know how much longer that's going to be a gig that I'm going to be young enough to do. I'm almost 40, and so I don't know all the songs that they know, but it is a lot of fun, and it does help pay for dates and other activities that just aren't in the regular budget.
1: Well, you know, for me, in the 15 years I've been in education, my first couple years, I did some odd things. I've mowed lawns, I, I worked for a landscaping company one summer, I worked at a gym running the front desk kind of reception area. For two summers, I got a job making candy down in Cannon Beach at Bruce's Candy Kitchen. Some friends of mine run that, and that was a ton of fun. I made taffy and fudge and kind of got to hang out and just make candy all day. This is one of the nice things about being a teacher. I mean, yes, we don't make a lot, but we do have this extra time. So for me, needing to make a little bit more money, but not wanting to just go out and find a job, just any job, you know, I want something that's going to be different from teaching for sure. There's always been opportunities to teach summer school or do things school related over the summers. And honestly, that's like the last thing I want to do.
0: One summer I did what's called Upward Bound. I only taught three or four hours a day, but as much fun as I had doing the project, I had a group of eight kids that I was working with the whole time Mm -hmm. and they were great kids and I really loved them. It was kind of a drag because when I came back to school, I didn't feel nearly as rested or as prepared because a lot of what I do over the summer is to get together my websites and fix my old lesson plans and go back and look at activities and Mm -hmm. see what went well, what went poorly and revamp all of the activities that I want to do throughout the year. And when you don't have quite as much time to do that it can feel rushed and you can kind of step back into it without enough time to reset your brain there's a lot of folks here in in Roanoke that do work summer school and they love it but it's not something that I'm gonna do
1: and then for me the other thing too is you know because we have this extra time it does give us a chance like you say with your DJing to kind of pursue something else that you're really interested in I'm grateful often that because I'm a teacher and I don't just have two weeks off a year that I can dive in a little bit more to another interest or passion of mine and I have time for Mm -hmm. it. And then the last thing is I don't really want to work for somebody. You know, we do that nine months out of the year. And if I'm going to do something, I I would kind of like to work independently if possible. So the thing I've picked up the last two years is I build small crafts, storage containers, and, and, uh, kind of rustic decor type items. And I have a booth at our local Sunday market that has kind of led to doing custom work for other people. So it's kind of worked out to be a year round deal, but definitely very part time Mm -hmm. and more than anything else. It's something I really love to do and it's totally different than teaching. You know, we've done a lot of things in our career to to make a little extra bread, but we also know a lot of people that have done some other pretty interesting things.
0: We've got some friends who spent their summers running a little painting business Mm -hmm. and they would go out and all summer long they would paint people's houses.
1: Which is a great activity too for a teacher because summer is really when you want to be out painting anyway.
0: Yeah. And you get to be outside. You get to, again, do something that's a little different. And that's especially a good thing when you are young and starting out. A lot of times, some of the older teachers in your school might have a gig that they're already running and they could just use you as part of the crew. And that can really help.
1: Well, one of the interesting summer jobs that I want to share is my dad, who was a teacher. He ran a custom haying business for over 30 years. If you've ever driven by a hay field and if you've seen the hay has been cut and baled, that is what my dad did when he was a, uh, about six years into teaching in his 20s he went out and he bought some tractors and, and a couple implements and he did that for 30 years I just actually talked to him the other day he had at kind of the peak of his business he had over 40 clients every farmer in town doesn't have all that equipment so if you just had a few acres of, of hayfield you would hire somebody to do it it wouldn't be cost effective to buy all that stuff yourself so he was kind of the only show in his town for many years and it was a great summer job for a teacher I always thought that that was a pretty cool gig a lot of the things that we've Chatted about
0: before are fairly physical activities. It's not like going out and getting an accounting gig, doing tax preparation, or being a lawyer. A lot of it is okay, I'm going to work retail for a little while, which means you're standing up and dealing with customer service and all that kind of stuff. We have a couple of friends who go and do a fishing boat up in Alaska, and that's strenuous on the body. As you get older, those things become harder and harder. And so mm-hmm. being able to kind of plan it out and know that you can't rely on your body forever can help you make decisions that maybe you invest early and be ready. Ready for those later years.
1: I had a couple colleagues at my former school who, one of them retired, and then together they started a lawn mowing business. It kind of blew up. I mean, it they got so popular and so busy that the one that was still teaching, I think, almost regretted it at some point because I remember him going right from work and going and mowing lawns for two or three hours. And he, they kind of created a monster that was paying very well, but it was probably adding more stress and pressure than. Uh, was the original intent. What do you
0: think are the best things to consider when you're trying to decide what your side hustle or your gig is going
1: to be? I mean, I feel like you need to choose something that is going to allow you to be ready and energized for school when, when August comes around and you're getting ready to get back in the classroom. If your job that you take up in the summer, your side hustle, whatever that is, drains you even more and is not giving you the rest and the re-energizing factors that, that you need, I think you need to look for something else.
0: I think it's also important that when you're early in your career, that you take advantage of those opportunities. And right. if, you, if you know later in your life, you're going to probably not be able to do all of those things. I don't know, this sounds a little harsh, but maybe save the big vacations for when when you're mm-hmm. a little older and, and have mm-hmm. a little bit more in the bank and spend a little bit more time getting your, your stuff together. So that way, as you get older and you move up the pay scale, and uh, you can provide... Uh, some of those more extravagant activities in the summer well I think a lot sure. of people think oh my gosh it's summer I get three months off I'm gonna go on a cruise and I'm gonna just take a giant road trip and I'm gonna do all these other things and when you're first starting out you did not get right. paid enough to do those things yet right. so being able to find something that's going to help you afford some of the fun stuff later on is is yeah. a big deal
1: with that said make sure that you do enjoy your summer as well it's one of the perks of being a teacher make sure you take advantage of that as well I
0: think knowing your limits is an important thing like don't work Absolutely. yourself to death over the summer for sure. I feel lucky that my wife is a nurse and she works part-time all year round. I guess she's kind of my sugar mama and helps keep the house rolling while both of us are not pulling in a paycheck.
1: That sounds like a good deal.
0: So all of you listeners, what do you do to make sure you're not living off of just ramen by August?
1: Find us on Twitter or Facebook at SchooldiaPod and join the conversation. And with that, it's time for a word from another of our sponsors.
0: This episode of Schooldia is brought to you by Substation. It sucks being sick, but it's worse when you're a teacher. Arranging for a sub, contacting the school, and getting together lesson plans are all bad enough when you're well and heading out for a prearranged absence. But when you're sick, forget about it. That's why you need SubStation, the number one app for all your sick day needs. Here's how it works. Download the app to your phone and register on a day when you're healthy and thinking clearly. Then fill out the survey, grade and subject you teach, the names of your school and supervisor, and the website for the subfinder your district uses. And you're all set. When you wake up feeling sick, just open your substation app and hit the barfing emoji icon, and substation will arrange for a sub, send personalized emails to your supervisor, and create lesson plans that are specifically designed for your subject and age students, complete with handouts and materials, letting you rest easy, knowing everything is all taken care of for you. Substation because it shouldn't be so hard to be sick.
1: Welcome back to our third and favorite segment of the
0: show, Dad Dad Chat. Chat. It's a time for us to reflect on the things that are making us happy. Hey, Chad, why don't you start us off?
1: This is actually going to remind you of a story you have told me once off the air. Okay. Because your story was a little bit too R-rated for what we can (laughs) share on this. But I think this one's going to be toned down just enough. Okay, good. So my kids and I, well, my two oldest kids, my eight-year-old daughter Daphne, my five-year-old son Griffin, Uh we've been really into Mad Libs lately. So a lot of times before bed we'll do one or two of Mad Libs and it's been a lot of fun. It's you know, a great game to learn what verbs are and adjectives and things like mm-hmm. that. And I do all the writing and we kind of just go back and forth between the the two kids. So the other night it wasn't going real well. Everyone was kind of a little um I think we were all tired it was Daphne's turn and I asked her for a verb and she gives me a verb and, and I kind of just absent mindedly start writing it down. As I'm listening to Griffin, he's upset about something and he's moving on to the next, uh, he had to find an adjective for me or something. Mm -hmm. And, and so, um, as Griffin's trying to come up with his, his adjective, Daphne says to me, as she's looking over my shoulder and reading the Mad Libs and and the word I had just written, she says, daddy, what's, And she just drops an F. (laughs) So I'm like flabbergasted. This is not a word that we use in our house. And she's in third grade, but the fact that she had to ask, I'm not sure if she has heard it or knows what it is. And I look at my wife and she's like tearing up laughing and I'm trying not to react as I look down at my Mad Libs sheet and sure enough, right in the verb section where Daphne had just told me to write a word, there it is. The F word wow. that I had just written. I'm like, what in the world? Like, how stressed out am I right now that Daphne tells me some verb and I write <laughs> So I'm trying to think, like, what would I have been thinking? Why did I write this? So Daphne tells me, well, dad, I, the word I wanted you to, to write was FLICK. So I write all caps. And if you're not careful, when you write a capital L right next to an I, that can look a lot like the letter U. Yes, it can. So we all got a really good laugh out of it. Uh, My wife still was like, she couldn't, she had to leave the room. She was laughing so hard. Uh, The the funniest part about it was probably just my daughter kind of deadpan, asking me what that word was and just saying it so loudly. It's pretty cute that she still hasn't heard it and and isn't sure what it is. So
0: what do you got? Mine is still a little school-related. Basically, I've been given the opportunity at the school to take over a state championship-winning team as a coach. And this isn't a joke. I really have. And it makes me super nervous. But the team is something that, at least for our West Coast listeners, you might not have heard of before. It's something called forensics. Okay. And forensics is not like the CSI going out and figuring out the crime, that kind of thing. Forensics is, the best way that I've figured out to describe it is doing like dramatic reading or acting without moving too much. I'll put some videos of forensics up on the website so that way people can kind of see what I'm talking about. But Patrick Henry, the high school that I work at, has won the state championship several times, they won it again wow. this year. The teacher that was coaching them kind of came in as their other coach left, but I was asked to come in and take it over because that other teacher that helped them win the championship this year is close to retirement and she mm-hmm. didn't want to have to do it again. So the reason that I'm that I'm talking about it here is that I'm super excited because the kids that we have, obviously if they're state champions, they're like crazy talented, right. but uh, this will be really the first thing that I've ever coached and unlike cool. if I coached basketball or football, which are both sports I played, and so I at least know something about them. I don't know really anything about forensics. So while I'm really excited, I'm also super nervous. I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to go about leading into this. And I've talked with the other teachers who are previous coaches and They're going to stay on for part of the year and help me out. But I've kind of decided that I'm going to be, in some ways, like their manager. They come in with the raw talent, and my job is just to point it in the right directions and make sure they stay on task. And the thing that makes me nervous about it, really, is that I just got done rewatching the entire series of The Office uh-huh. and I'm a little nervous about being a Michael Scott type manager right. where they succeed in spite of me. And right. <laughs> I don't want that to be the case necessarily, but I'm super excited right. to work with forensics and I hope that it goes well. That
1: is awesome. That's my Great.
0: big thing for the week. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that.
1: Congratulations. That, that'll be a lot of fun. Now I'm super interested in knowing more about forensics because even when you were saying that it isn't like CSI, I was still expecting you to describe something along those lines. But this doesn't sound, it's like, how are those two words even related?
0: I don't know I gotta look it up
1: let's start with that day one what does this word mean why why is it called this well that's awesome congratulations thank you good luck to the uh, Patrick Henry High School forensics team did I say that all right? you got it yeah baby (laughs) hey well that's our show thanks for listening
0: have a question have any unbearable duties or side hustle ideas to share we have an email address for that contact us at schooljapodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at schooljapod you can also find me on twitter at Hill Astoria.
1: follow me on instagram at chatterboxes and don't forget about our new website schooledyapod.com
0: the lovely intro and outro music you are rocking out to was performed by my amazing wife nikki and
1: all our sponsors are fake but our artwork is not big thanks to cory logan for our fantastic cover design if you liked what you heard please subscribe and go ahead and leave us a review on apple podcasts it will help other people find us thanks for listening see you soon